it would be mm. we started movies <laughs> you had a record deal we went on reality television i've been on love island yeah that's where i've been on love island we did a tour of no. eastern europe europe <laughs> no we didn't we've done none of that no none of it listeners we're terribly sorry but yes. we needed a hiatus we had to Yes, for our We've own sanities. Busy bitches. Oh, we've been right. We've had to be busy right bitches. busy bitches. We have. We've got lives to lead, people. <laughs> lives to lead. <laughs> Not all about you. <laughs> She's back. She's back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Abusing the airwaves once again. <laughs> what did I say? Uh, exploding the exploding onto the internet. And blasting into your ears. Mm. Of course, of course. Very exciting. Mm. Oh, we didn't have a paparazzi. Oh my God, we've totally forgotten how to do this. How does this work? I don't even remember anymore. Mm -mm, No. And do you know what? Went to Lidl today, trying to buy a bottle of Prosecco with a cork. No fucking cork. I can see the results. We've got a screw top. Oh. Woo! (laughs) Welcome to the B rate. Oh, episode sixty six. Lolly wants the cork. She ain't getting it. Let's make cork, darling. Let's make. It's not cork. Well, no, she's just going to sit there and bark because there's no cork. Welcome back and welcome, new listeners, to the realm of sugar balls, high strangeness, and thankfulness to the Norse gods. Oh, thanks, Odin. We are a podcast covering all things that we find strange and interesting, weird and wonderful. We go from mythical legend to the craziest of conspiracies and from hauntings and ghost stories to aliens and cryptids. I'm David. And I'm Sophie. And welcome to Not For The Dinner Table. Hurrah! Huzzah. Oh, that's a big, big glass of Prosecco. Well, I've got big glasses out instead of eye baths. Today. Don't want an eye bath. I feel you? like we needed them. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I need them. That was the crappiest ching ever. I feel like we've reverted to like episode five. Yeah. Or what? Oh, that was better. Yeah. Or one even when we're going um um all the time. So how are you? I am brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. This is the third day that we've been together in a row. It's the third day we've had a drink together. Yeah. Went down to the guesting for something to eat on Thursday. We went to the new brewery, brewery tap. tap. Yeah, we've got our own little brewery in Little Dean yeah. now. Just keeps getting better this I village. I feel like we're spoiled for choice in Little Dean now. I know. We've got we've got a positively pub crawl going on in we've Little Dean. We've got three places to go and have a drink. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And a fish and chip shop it. and a shop. Yeah. What else do you need? And a pottery. And a pottery. And a chocolatier. And a chocolatier. And a garage. And a hairdresser. And a hairdresser. Jesus Christ, we're like full of it. I know. Stop it, Lolly. There's no cork here. <sighs> but yes, so we're back. We're back. We're going to assume, resume, resume. not assume, resume regular recording. Yes. We promise. So come back to us, listeners. Come yes. back. Because we're ready to go again. We're ready to go again. We're recharged. We're yeah. in charge. We're large and in charge. <laughs> We've got large noses and we're in charges. <laughs> We've got gigas noses. We're striking poses. Oh, yes. You're so much better at that than I am. <laughs> 
episode listeners what we thought we'd do in episode 66 is because we've been away for nearly two and a half months fucking hell is it that long yes oh my god sorry that is bad (laughs) last (laughs) released episode 65 on alchemy it's been about two and a half months so we thought we would just we have but thank you like we've still seen downloads whilst we've been away and thank you and we're sorry that we didn't put anything out on social media to say why we were taking a hiatus but we just needed to tough times my friends tools down yeah um put this on the back burner yeah everything's fine we're both fine we're both okay yeah we're back we're excited yeah um we've got plans so many plans so watch out bitch (laughs) strap in (laughs) sit back plug plug your seatbelt in yes put your headphones on turn it up to the max get ready for some strange shit swearing all the time (laughs) to absolute knobheads here we go here we go right Dave what are we doing this week no because we don't do weekly episodes no, do we stop saying week I didn't say week you did <sighs> <laughs> episode 66 though do you know I think that's why it might have been difficult for us to get episode 66 out as well because I kind of feel like episode 66 a bit like 666 oh and also we've both got slight lisps so it's difficult we to do. say 66. 66 for both of us. Because our tongues are too big. Our tongues. Like our gigas noses. <laughs> like our gigas noses are too big. Yeah. There we go. Our tongues are quite nice though. Very useful. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Stop flirting with people over the podcast waves. Okay. <laughs> I, I apologise. I apologise, listener. <laughs> <laughs> just for you <laughs> <laughs> just for you I'm directly talking to you now so this um, episode we thought we'd talk about what's been happening whilst we were away yeah so we've collected a multitude of stories and ditties and tete-a-tetes of strange and topical yes. things that we it's would like to converse around. A little like a great big not-for-the-dinner-table news. Yeah, which I think we did. did we did a news one in, around episode 45. Hmm, we did like a, a big news, news round roundup. Oh, yeah, news round. Yeah. Not news round. Loved news round. And me. Yeah. Right, so anyway. So I did have two of my stories as not for the dinner table news, mm-hmm. but are we just going to go straight in and Let's not do Let's sing the jingle. News? We're going to sing the jingle? Mm. Yeah, because it's like a massive not for the dinner table news. I don't know whether I remember how it goes. Shut up. <laughs> did I just turn into a dolphin? <laughs> it's like a combination between a dolphin and muttley. Yes, you did. Anyway. Right. Are you ready, ready for sing- ready. Sing- single? Ready. Sing-long. Are you ready for single? <laughs> yes. Signal. Ready. No, no news is good news, but some news might be nice news. Not for the dinner table. Mega news, mega news. Do you know what I don't miss? What? Online recording. Oh, through stupid Zencast. Or just online oh, recording. Okay, online, <laughs> yes. Online recording's bad. I hated doing that. I know, it's so nice to be in sync. I know. With you. That was really good. Looking directly in me. Um, at me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think two Passion Fruit Vodkas before we started recording may have been a mistake. I know, we're doing a double recording tonight as well. Episode 67 is going to be shocking. Yeah. It may not come out. Yeah. Anyway. We're about to redo. So. Come on. I'm going to go with my first story. Do it. This is a bit of an old one, but Mm -hmm. it was resurfacing, so that's whilst I've included this. Okay. So this was reported in The Guardian. (laughs) Five African grey parrots at a Lincolnshire Zoo have been separated after it was after it was believed they were becoming a bad influence on each other. And whenever I think of African grey parrots, yeah. have you ever seen the meme with the lady that lo- loses her parrot Chanel? No. And she's like, she's an African grey named Chanel. Chanel! <laughs> have you not seen 
that. Um, oh my gosh, I will show you that after the end okay. of this episode. And, and she's an African grey named Chanel. Chanel! And there's like loads of memes about it. It's amazing. Right, I need to edit all of that okay. out. So, um, the parrots were named Billy, Elsie, Eric, Jade and Tyson and they Mm -hmm. joined the park's colony of 200 grey parrots in August. Right. But they were separated after they learnt to swear or they'd all learnt to swear and were encouraging each other to squawk bad language at the visitors to the zoo. Amazing. They're like my parrot spirit animal. (laughs) The CEO of the park said it wasn't uncommon for them to have parrots that swore, but they had never had five parrots that seemed to enjoy swearing and even demonstrated oh behaviour that was encouraging each other to swear when out in the enclosures. I love it. Unfortunately, <laughs> the five have now been separated oh. into other areas of the park. There were no complaints from oh. any zoo-goers. Well, why didn't they just let them swear their heads off then? I know, I know. But the zoo did separate them for the sake of the younger visitors. Okay. And this is my favourite quote from the CEO of the zoo. He ended the interview by saying, People have come to us, but they think it's highly amusing. When a parrot tells you to fuck off, <laughs> it amuses people very highly. It it's does. brought a big smile to a really hard year. Oh, I know. oh my God, that's brilliant. Um, do you know that Steph Lewis had an African grey? Did she? Was yeah. it called Chanel? It was called Percy. Was it? Yeah. No way. He was awesome. He was her dad's and then when her dad passed away Sarah got him and uh, he used to shout all sorts of stuff but he was rude as well and he used to do the telephone he could do your telephone and if I came in he'd do my telephone it was really weird so clever there's so clever that goes what the fuck (laughs) what the fuck this this one could do Steph's voice absolutely off to a T and Steph's dad's Really? Yeah. Oh, that must have been a bit creepy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. Yeah. He'd go, Percy! <laughs> Just like Steph. Because Steph used to go and be like, Percy! Come on, Percy! And he used to do it back to her. He'd just be like, Percy! Come on, Percy! So weird. Like having like weird dolls, you yeah. know? Like, it's weird. I love that parrots and other birds can sort of learn how to speak mm. though and yeah. mimic I mean but he knew exactly what he was doing as yeah. well like with the telephone and stuff he'd wait until you sat down and then he'd start ringing he'd be like I'm pretty sure my granddad had a parrot as well like that at some point mm. Steph would have another one as well she always talks about him she's like I they, want another they live African a long grey. time though, yeah. don't they yeah don't they live like 25-30 years I don't know mm. I'm Steph that. she's bloody Oracle on African grace. <laughs> so, yes. are we just taking it in turns today to well, go no, from new story to new story? Do you want, well, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah let's go All one right, each. Do you want me to do a little one or a big one? You, I mean, or does it matter? Shock me, shock me, shock me. Okay. <laughs> Man swallowed by whale. <laughs> no, is his yeah. name Jonah? Please tell me his name's Jonah. No, his name is Michael. Oh, Michael. Change your name to Jonah. In the Cape Cod Times, a f- the Cape Cod Times. The Cape Cod Times. A 56-year-old man, Michael Packard, was swallowed by a humpback whale. What? At 8am one Friday afternoon, Michael was preparing for his second dive of the day. He's a commercial lobster diver. Okay. So that's a cool job anyway. Yeah, killing lobsters. Well, you know. That's cool. Yeah. All right then. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> vegan. I'm not a vegan. No, you're not. I do. You eat everything. I, I saw you eat a brisket yesterday. Um, yes. It was delicious. And then I went and bit that turkey. <laughs> <laughs> As he dove, he saw a school of sand lamps and strippers swimming around him <laughs> sorry I don't know what where was he diving or stripers I'm going with strippers I want to go diving in Cape Cod with all the strippers <laughs> that sounds amazing 
Then the unthinkable happened. Michael said, all of a sudden, I felt this huge shove. And the next thing I knew, it was completely black. I could sense. I was moving and I could feel the whale squeezing with the muscles of his mouth. I was completely inside. It was completely black. I thought to myself, there's no way out of here. I'm done. I'm dead. All I could think of was my boys. They're 12 and 15. Oh, God. Mm. As Michael started to struggle inside the whale, it began to shake his huge head. Michael estimated he was inside the whale for 30 to 40 seconds before it surfaced. He said, I saw light and he started throwing his his head side to side and the next thing I knew, I was spat out into the water. Jose Mayo, a crew member, saw the whale burst to the surface. There was all this action at the top of the water, he said. Then he saw Michael flung back into the sea. Mayo picked him up and took him to the land where he was taken to hospital. He was released with only soft tissue damage. Wow. That's crazy. I know. How amazing. But scary. But still amazing. And they said, like, the the whale must just not have seen him because they're not, like, they're peaceful animals, humpback whales. They're not, like, out to kill humans no he was just in the way of his food but also the other really amazing thing about michael is that 10 years ago while traveling in costa rica michael was a passenger in a small plane which crashed killing the pilot and co-pilot and he sustained several injuries and spent two nights in the jungle before rescuers found him and the five other passengers Oh I mean, God. he's been swallowed by a whale and he survived an aeroplane crash. Like an episode of Lost. Or, yeah, that, but also Unbreakable. Yes. Have you seen that? Yes. I mean, I think Michael is him. He's Unbreakable. He's Bruce Willis. <laughs> he's literally Bruce Willis in Unbreakable. <laughs> he is. Anyway, that's my story. I Got love swallowed that. by a whale. Swallowed by a whale. <laughs> I mean, you'd shit yourself, wouldn't you? I mean... Yeah. How would you even... Yeah. And the PTSD from that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But he still loves the diving. Like, he still does it now. Oh. I wouldn't well. be getting back in there. No. Don't go into the water. No. No. I kind uh, of want him to have, like, a massive grudge against the whale, like Ishmael from Moby No, he Tick. said, um, he said in, in, in an interview that he all he wants to do is apologise to the whale. Aww. <laughs> sorry. Soz. Soz, Soz I got that, in the way of the food. Soz, that I ended up in your gob. <laughs> Thanks for spitting me out. <laughs> I mean, amazing that he wasn't worse off than but it's muscle tissue. Yeah. But I think it's it's really difficult to, to comprehend how mm. big a whale is because when you see them on the yeah, telly yeah. They, they look massive yeah. but I think until you actually probably see one in real life yeah like he could pr- probably have just swum because don't they say that you can swim down the artery of a whale like oh the God. arteries are that big I've never heard that before but I should imagine you probably could because yeah. when you look at pictures of divers next to them i mean they're teeny teeny aren't they yeah when i was um 10 i adopted a humpback whale what was his name half moon half moon yeah Aww. he had a little nick on his tail like a half moon Aww. yeah what's happened to half i moon? don't know what happened so if listeners <laughs> if you know does anyone know what happened to half are moon? they still flogging him Please like, let's to be adopted. I adopted a free humpback whale. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, how does that even work? I swimming out there. Yeah. I've adopted him. I think you've had him. I think they've had you there. They they definitely did. But so I got a really cool pack with like loads of info in it. Do you still have that pack? Um I probably do yeah. somewhere. <laughs> and when I was little, I made um my nana and my two cousins um, joined my whale club 
and like made little folders and lots of information Which and they cousins? had their uh, Jamie and Melissa and I made them have they have their own like whale club cards which I made and I didn't laminate them because we didn't have a laminator because it was olden times so I sellotaped the piece of paper round yeah. and round and round you so it looks are like it was laminated too cute <laughs> And I saving still, I definitely whales. still have that. I'm going to try and find it and take a picture. You so were saving the whales it. before it was cool. I was saving the whales before it was cool. <laughs> before it was cool to save the whales. I was doing it. Single-handedly greenpeacing everyone. You, you were safely greenpeace. <laughs> I absolutely was. Thank you. Right. So here's my little second tidbit for you. Go on. And I couldn't pass this up. This was reported in the mirror, but originally came from a viral TikTok video. Oh, you love TikTok. I love TikTok. A woman claimed that her aunt put a hit on her grandmother. Oh my God. So she couldn't attend her cousin's wedding. I love it. The woman's cousin got engaged a year ago and told his mum the woman's aunt, that they wanted to invite his grandmother, who was 85. Mm. Instead of having a reasonable discussion with her son, the aunt decided this couldn't happen and the only option to resolve it was to hire a hitman to kill the grandma. (gasps) (laughs) Did the grandma get killed? (laughs) The TikToker followed up this family drama bombshell in a follow-up video... Of course, because TikTok, like for part two, oh. drives me nuts on TikTok when they're like, I don't I'm going to show you this. I've not looked like, at it. I'm going to show you this. Oh. And they get halfway through and they're like, oh, can't show it you because it's run out of time, like for part two. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No part twos. Apparently her uncle, the, the aunt's husband and son of the grandmother heard his wife ordering the hit Mm. on his mother and was like, this isn't good, but called his sister rather than the police. Oh my God. His sister, being sound of mind, called the police immediately and the TikToker confirmed that the grandma is still alive. Oh, good. However, she is still not invited to the wedding. But has the auntie not been arrested for ordering a hit? No, apparently not. But she did say that they're making a case against her for other things because this isn't the only thing that she's done. Oh, my God. She's a bad bitch. She is a bad bitch. Oh, my God. So, yes, that's my little People are crazy, aren't they? I mean, what would go... I I mean, we've both been married and still are married. (laughs) Um, And have gone through the experience of planning a wedding yeah. under no circumstance was a guest put forward that I thought I would rather have a professional <laughs> hitman kill, kill them, them yeah. than attend my wedding no I mean what has gone on between that woman and the grandmother I mean to warrant I'm gonna kill her I can't pass I'll I just can't, have her killed I can't spend a day with her where I won't probably have to speak with her because there'll be at least a hundred other mm. people that I can distract myself with she's got to go yeah oh my god mental absolutely mental where was this again? Uh, America of course <laughs> <laughs> only in the States that's it Do you have a problem person attending your wedding? Then call 1-800-KILL-THAT-PERSON. KILLTHATBITCH.COM KILLTHATBITCH.COM Get a 10% discount using the coupon code KILLTHATBITCH. Granny! (laughs) Yes! Coupon code Granny to get 10% off checkout. Oh my God. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. Killthatbitch.com. Kill where that the only bit option com. is to kill that bitch. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, so weird. So weird. Monkeys run amok. Where? During lockdown, one of the most amazing things was how much nature began to claim its rightful place. Mm. Wasn't it, Dave? 
Loads of YouTube videos. <laughs> Can you tell I've written this? I've actually written it by hand today. Loads of YouTube videos of crocodiles wandering down highways, deers wandering through towns, etc, etc. But possibly one of the most terrifying was the footage of the monkeys taking over city of a city in Thailand called Lapori. The monkeys stormed the town as the tourists that fed them daily were locked down. Oh, I think I saw some of these videos. Yeah, I mean, they're scary. The monkeys usually live in far... Far (laughs) away. Far Prang Sam Yod, known locally as the Monkey Temple. (laughs) I think I absolutely just massacred that. Well, you could have just said the monkeys live in what's locally known as the Monkey (laughs) Temple. (laughs) I mean, I'd rather give it a go. Yeah, good for you. CNN reported the monkeys had ruined their livelihoods of the local residents. The monkeys are known for their bold behaviour. They invade homes and businesses, steal goods, ripping through window screens and car wipers, leaving trails of carnage behind them. Oh my goodness. The people cannot even use the rainwater collected from the rooftops because of monkey feces. And crops also cannot be grown because they are immediately destroyed by them. Local police claim that the monkeys had well and truly taken over and trying to stop them was absolutely pointless. Oh my gosh. So this is going to become the lost city of Lapori. So they're not going to try and... They can't do anything. There's so many of them. So they're going to... A human's going to just move out? I don't know. I'll follow up. Yeah. I'm writing a note. Yeah. Follow up follow on Lapuri. What happened? Did everyone leave? Um, I think they will. Because, I mean, mm. monkeys are savage. And also, once they learn that they can, like, attack humans... I reckon we're Dempel. Well, Planet of the Apes then, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. We're living on the planet of we're the Apes. We're on the cusp of the planet. We are. We're on the cusp of the dawn of the planet of the Apes. Oh, my God. Rise. Rise. <laughs> what was it? Rise of the dawn of the Rise. war of oh the planet no. of the Apes. All of the ofs. All of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. sticking with the <clears> animal <throat> theme. Let's go. I'm going to go to indestructible radioactive hybrid terror pigs. What? Terror pigs? No, Sophie. I'm not talking about the spin-off to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm talking about a report coming straight out of Japan. Mm. Hit me with it. Scientists have uncovered a new threat to the human resettlement of Fukushima's exclusion zone Uh following the partial nuclear meltdown at the plant in 2011. Uh, Yes. Described as indestructible radioactive hybrid terror pigs. Oh my God. I need to see a picture of the indestructible hydro-terra-pigs. Is that what you call them? They are called indestructible hybrid... No. Oh, hybrid. Indestructible radioactive hybrid terra-pigs. <laughs> what do I call hydro-pigs? <laughs> hydro-pigs. <laughs> oh, my God. So... The report details how the radiation had affected the local wildlife, which has rewilded the urban areas following the evacuation. Very average. Oh, yes, very average. The scientists were expecting to find wild boar, the subspecies of the area known as the Japanese boar. So they were expecting to so find like wild them. wild boar from, uh, yeah. from Forest Dean? Yes. <gasps> so listeners, we have wild boar in literally a stone's throw from where we live everywhere in every all of the woods around us see them regularly they've all just had cute fluffy babies they have babies all the time but they are really dangerous now at the moment because they've got babies so like if you see a baby keep away the babies look like little mint humbugs they're so cute they're very cute I saw one the other day and he stopped in the path and looked at me and like was like who are you and I was like I wanted to take you home but your mummy and daddy would kill me yeah so what they did discover however was that the boar had created a fiefdom a fiefdom 
fiefdom. Like a fiefdom, you know, like a little kingdom. Oh, yeah. Covering the entire area evacuated by humans. Oh, my. The boar have become cocky, aggressive, and have lost their wariness. Oh my so, like, god! So, like, that's the good that's thing about the boar here. No, but that's what's happening here. They're becoming more and more socialised yes. because people are feeding them. Yes. Why? Yeah. Why would you feed them? Oh my god! Because they want to feed fucking tourists. I know. Tourists. Ugh. Bastards. They had also these wild boar had also bred with escaped domesticated pigs creating the boar-pig hybrid that was exposed to high levels of radiation. There were no signs of mutation in the hybrid pig, but scientists found that the animals were contaminated by up to 300 times the safe human dosage of the radioactive isotope cesium-137. Oh, my God. So, like, they're radioactive. They're radioactive pigs. They're hybrid pigs. They're indestructible. Oh, my God. Because they don't give a shit. They don't give two shits. They don't give two shits. They're like the moose pig. (laughs) The moose pig. (laughs) We've covered the moose pig. The hybrid boars have refused to give any ground back, a little bit like the monkeys, and have attacked returning humans, meaning human authorities have been forced to... to, 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 (laughs) Human... No. Human authorities have been forced to deploy armed assassination teams of hunters to flush them out. So they're going to war with the indestructible radioactive hybrid terror pigs. War with the boar. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. Oh, indestructible radioactive hybrid therapeutics <laughs> not the same as Teenage Mutant Ninja no. Turtles but never mind so yeah no. heroes in a hairy shell therapeutics <laughs> <laughs> oh I love the therapeutics and me I want a t-shirt that says indestructible Radioactive hybrid terapigs. Get Gina. Gina. I've already put Tordes in. I know. She said she was going to do my word in. Where is it? Where is it? Well, we know where it is. She's had other things on her mind. Yes. Right. I've got COVID on my mind. <laughs> Our little worry wart. Yeah. Right. That was brilliant. I loved that. Did joke. you love that? Yeah, I loved it. Terapigs. Missing star. The blue star known as Luminous Blue Variables. I mean, that's the name. What are you looking at me like that for? The missing blue star. Yeah, I'm, t- oh. I'm telling you a story here. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, that sounds amazing. That's yeah. why I was looking at you like that. No, it gets even better than that. The blue star known as Luminous Blue Variables was in Kinman Dwarf Galaxy. Ooh. I mean, that's a place in space. Kinman Dwarf Kinman Galaxy. Kinman Dwarf Galaxy. That's cool. This is 75 million light years away from Earth and was observed by astronomers between 2001 and 2011. But it has now vanished. So we can't go there for a weekend away then? No, we can't go to the Kinman Dwarf Galaxy for a weekend away. The star didn't have a supernova, which is what happens when a star vanishes. So there is no record of a supernova. So it has just completely vanished. Where's it gone? Don't know. Scientists don't know. It has just vanished. End of story. So they've got, have they got any theories? No. It's gone. I have so many questions. So it didn't supernova. So they expect, like, our sun is going to explode. Yes. At some point. Which... Probably 2022. Yeah. Probs. Next year. But it didn't do that. It's just literally, it's gone. So was it a star? Was it a UFO? Was it a planet, like a full-on planet that can move? Was it even a star? Was it something else? Was it just a pinprick in fabric of the giants that surround our universe with cloth and are poking holes in it and then they've sewed this hole up? What do you think? I don't think it's the last thing. 
Never heard that theory before. Well, that's what I think sometimes. What, that we're just in a um, big cloth? No, that we're in, like, some sort of Truman Show. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, there's... uh, What's the um, film where the universe is in a cat? Oh, Cat Bell. Yeah. Where they were playing marbles with them all at the end. Yeah. We could be like that. We could be. Who knows? They've just taken that one away. Yeah. They're like, fuck it. They don't need that one anymore. They don't need luminous blue variables anymore from the Kinman Dwarf Galaxy. Let's just take that one away. Couldn't I have sleepless nights about that, I think. <laughs> Where is the... What's it called? Blue variables? Luminous of blue variables. Luminous of blue variables. Luminous blue variables. Luminous blue variables. Yeah. Where art thou? Where art thou, Luminous? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Also, if we've had yeah. a bit of weird weather whilst we've been away. We have. In Dubai, specifically, and this story links back to our episode on chemtrails and weather manipulation. So, listeners, if you haven't checked out episode 20, do that. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to. It's a long time ago. I thought it was going to be like episode 54, but it's episode 20 when I checked. That's a really long time. It's like almost a year and a half ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, scientists in the United Arab Emirates, or UAE for short, have been working towards new methods of weather manipulation in an attempt to bring increased rainfall to the desert. To bring increased rainfall to the desert country, and so far their efforts appear successful. Oh my god, how are they doing this? This method of cloud seeding uses electrical charges to prompt <clears throat> rainfall. The method was employed in Dubai involving drone technology. The drones fly up into the clouds, and once there, release an electrical charge. This in turn prompts the clouds to coalesce and create rain. I mean, it blows my mind how people can do this. I know. I don't know. The technology is reportedly favoured compared to other cloud seeding methods because it uses electricity to generate rain rather than chemicals. And that's what we've spoken about is all of the chemicals that's been used. For context, the United Arab Emirates receives an average of four inches of rain per year. Mm. And summer temperatures routinely surpass 48 degrees Celsius. Hot, hot, hot. Additionally, they have a sinking water table, which is a central source of fresh water, which poses a serious threat to the country. With that in mind, it's no surprise that the country has invested millions since 2017 in projects to increase rainfall. And the cloud seeding drones seem to be working with claims that the technology contributed to heavy rainfall seen across the country earlier this month. That's mental. Like, I mean, like it's frightening, really, isn't it? Because of climate change and like being able to create rain. It's not going to solve climate change. It's godlike. But it's. And I don't like it. For me, it almost feels like if the clouds aren't giving rain there, yeah. maybe they're created there to give rain somewhere else. Yeah. So if you are forcing the clouds to rain in one particular place, are you then creating drought in another place? Who knows? Oh, it's like the, what's it theory, isn't it? The butterfly Butterfly effect, effect yeah. yeah. <gasps> no, it's, it's frightening. Don't do it. Stop it, Dubai. Stop Stop it, Dubai. Stop it immediately. It's not right. That's that's my two pennies worth. (laughs) Stop altering the weather to suit your needs. Move somewhere else. That's what, you know, I mean, that's what people do. We're too, we are too dependent on everywhere. Like, we just want it all, don't we? We want it all. It's really annoying. We force the environment to work how we want it to work rather than living with the environment which we live in. 
Stop manipulating everything. Listen up, world leaders. <laughs> I am speaking. Sophie Greenhouse Cook, a.k.a. the new Greta Thunberg, <laughs> has something to say. Stop manipulating everything. <laughs> I'm going to send you to the UN next week. Okay. Just for that one line. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Yeah. And I'll just keep repeating it. <laughs> With a bottle of Prosecco. I'll just stand behind hand. you with a sign that says it too. <laughs> yes. And we'll get Gina to do us t-shirts. Yeah. Hashtag stop, me, stop manipulating everything. <laughs> I nearly said stop manipulating everything. That's then. what you need to say. Stop manipulating everything. <laughs> Amazing. Join Whale Club. Join World Club. Stop manipulating everything. Yeah. Here are your sellotaped. Yeah. Here are your sellotaped membership cards. cards The Whale Club. Nineteen ninety (laughs) five. Probably. Might have been longer ago than that. (laughs) Miley Cyrus UFO confession. No. Miley claims she once had an alien UFO chase her. Of course she does. She says, I was driving through San San Bernardino with my friend and I got chased down by some sort of UFO. It looked like a flying snowplow with glowing yellow plows. (laughs) I did see it flying and my friend saw it too. Oh... But she smoked some weed wax. Some wax weed. Weed wax. So she doesn't know whether it was that or whether... skunk? Yeah. Skunk. Yeah. No, resin. Resin. Bit of resin. She's had a bit of resin. I thought thought we called resin skunk. It's all called everything. Billionaires in space. Oh, fucking hell. Too many of them. Fuck off. This is another thing. This is another thing. Stop going to space, billionaires. (laughs) Stop it. I'm raising this next week at the UN meeting, along with saying stop meddling with the climate. Stop Stop meddling with weather. Space. And the billionaires. I'm looking at you, Richard Branson. Stop going to space. And what's his name? Amazon man. Jeffrey. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah. Um, so. Carry on. Since we've been away, we've had two billionaires go into space. Dickheads. Or, yeah, absolute twats. Or suborbital. Richard Branson, who took off on the 11th of July in the Virgin Galactic craft known as Unity... And Jeffrey Bezos, who took off on the 20th of July in the rocket known as New Shepard. Is that the one that looked like a penis? <laughs> that was my next comment. <laughs> That's the one that looks like a giant penis. Yes. I love it. And in the road, in, in the road, in the round, both of these spatial voyages have been met with derision and scorn from the wider population. Of course. There's a few things for me. This was more of a discussion point for us rather Mm. than actually reporting on it. But these men, both of these men, have absolutely fucked over their employees and staff during the pandemic. Particularly Richard Branson, who a year ago went to government and said that he needed over a billion pounds. Otherwise, all of his companies would fold. Mm. And now, a year later, is jetting into space. Yeah. And we all know the working conditions for people in Amazon. Um, And now it's almost like they expect us to look up to them Mm. and be like, oh my gosh, like, look what they're doing and look what they're doing for exploration and innovation. No, it's not. It's just... bullshit. It's a big boy play game. That's what it is. Well, I think it's all about how to get more money. It's dickheads. They're fucking dicks. But... Oh, we're angry about this. Oh, I just don't like it. I don't... So... This is the wrong... This was the wrong time to go to space. I mean, how the fuck can we all be locked down in a pandemic? And how the fuck can they go to space? 
There's a pandemic. You were taking Corona into space. The room. You dickheads. Read the room. Read the room, Branson. Read the room. But we're like, did you see him on the one show? And no. like bloody Alex Jones and Ronan Keaton were like, ah, bumming over him. Oh. And he's all red faced because he's clearly got angina. Oh no. And you're just like, <laughs> you have so much money. Yeah. You have so much money. Jeffrey Bezos, you have so much money. Jeffrey Bezos single handedly could end world hunger and yeah. world poverty and still have money left. I mean, like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, put all of that money, all of that energy into solving fucking climate change. Yeah. Instead of adding to the problem. Exactly. Richard Branson, the amount of carbon that he had to burn to get four people up on that Virgin Galactic unity. Mm. The fact that it's called unity is an absolute pile of bollocks. <laughs> it just really, really angers me. Yeah. It really, really... And like, me. And I'm all about, you know, space exploration. You love it. You Star do Trek. love it. I love a bit yeah. of Star Trek. Let's boldly go where no man has yeah. been gone before. I don't want to boldly go where Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson's been. No. Nobody does. No. No one does. And also, did you see Jeffrey Bezos' face? Yes, I did. He's had some bad work. Very bad. He looks like a weird melted Kendall. He does. Yeah. He does. Bad Botox, bad fillers. I mean, yeah, I just don't know what he's about at Even all. the richest man in the world can have bad work. Yeah. Tell you whose surgeon he needs. Who's? Vicky B's. Oh, yeah. Great work. Yeah. She always looks great. Yeah. But I'm going to end this on a funny yeah. note. I'm going to end this on the funny Come note. Come on, then. Because we're furious. Lift us up. More than 160,000 people signed a petition to stop Jeffrey Bezos from returning to the Earth. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave him there. And I love every single one of those 160,000. Yes. No, thank you. Goodbye. No, thank you. Can't come back. Bye, bitch. <laughs> Bye, bitch. <laughs> Get out of here. We don't want you. <laughs> but did you know, like, he like he came back as one who was like, I've just realised how fragile the earth is. Oh, I'm like, have you? Well, where the fuck have you been, Jeffrey Bezos? Yeah. Where have you been? Have you spoken to David Attenborough lately? Yeah. have you? Because been- he'll tell you how fragile the fucking earth is, Jeff. You dick. Honest to God. Yeah. That is on my list for the UN next week. Okay. Having a chat with Jeffrey Bezos. Call, just call him out on the Jeff, floor. Come on, Jeff. <laughs> Listen, bitch. I'll be like, you absolute prick. <laughs> I can't wait. Can I come, with, can I come with you to the yeah, UN? You're gonna have the you're gonna have the board behind me saying, "Stop messing with uh, the weather." Oh, I really dislike Richard Branson. Yeah. Anyway, back to you, Soph, for some okay. more lovely So stuff. mine, this, so this is like, uh, we're sticking with flying. Yeah. A flight to nowhere. What? An airline in Australia offered a flight around the sites of Australia and Antarctica during lockdown without even leaving the plane. So that you took off from the Australian airport and they fly you around show you sights and then drop you back down again so don't go anywhere tickets were priced at two and a half thousand pound plus and it sold out within 10 minutes Mm. i mean these are also massive pricks (laughs) i hate people why why would you want to do that give that two and a half thousand pounds to a climate charity yeah plant trees with it yeah Stop being dicks with it. Stop flying around the world. And this is Australia. This is Australia. Literally, so the Great Australian Barrier Airlines. Reef yeah. is dying. Give the money to the Great Barrier Reef. I mean, oh, we're dicks. mad. We're mad at. The I mean, dicks. we're so mad. We're so mad. But my next, my ending two are nice. So 
The UFO report. <laughs> okay. Have you heard this? No, well, maybe. I don't know. So I in don't June, know what say. the Pentagon oh, released yes. a report yeah. detailing 144 instances of the UFO phenomena since 2004, with all but one remaining unexplained. Though the report does use earthly reasoning for a lot of the UFO sightings, or what they're now deeming as UAPs, so What's unidentified UAP? aerial phenomena. Ooh. But I feel that they have come up with that to move away from UFO. Yeah. Because when you think UFO, you think alien, don't yeah. you? Yeah. UAP because I think they're trying to say actually a lot of this stuff is terrestrial it's earthbound right let's rebrand oh yeah let's rebrand their UAPs because when you think UAPs you go what the fuck's that yeah what's a UAP exactly exactly so Uh, The report claimed that of the 144 reports, 143 didn't have enough information to attribute incidents to specific explanations, meaning they couldn't say what it was, but it didn't meet the criteria to be classified. Crucially, they did state that there were no clear indication that there is an, any non-terrestrial explanation for the aircraft. But at the same time, they didn't rule it out. So they were like, it's not extraterrestrial, oh, but it could, could be. be extraterrestrial. And a lot of the media reporting around this has been like, look, we're not saying it's aliens because it's not aliens. Oh. UAP or unidentified aerial phenomenon, probably lack a single explanation, the report said. Some could be technologies from another nation, like China or Mm. Russia. China. Others could be natural atmospheric phenomenon, like ice crystals. No. That could register on radar systems. Hey, bitch, we know about ice crystals, okay? It's not. We've done weird weather. It's not ice crystals. It's not. No. While the report also suggested some could be attributable to developments and classified programs by US entities, because if you think about it now, and this is where I kind of do agree with that statement. Okay. Because if you've got old Jeffrey Bezos and Elon Musk, Mm. they're doing loads of stuff about Mm. space travel and stuff. That's probably not the only stuff they're doing. They've probably got massive R&D departments Mm. that are like plowing money into the development of stuff. So it could be them. So you really do need to have a word with Jeffrey Bezos. I'm doing it. And probably Elon as well, you know. Yeah. I mean, he should never have called his baby X, Y, and Z, so. (laughs) The one case they couldn't identify with high confidence was then identified as a large deflating balloon, the report said. That's what they always Mm -hmm. say. A weather balloon. It added that the UAP posed a clear safety of flight issue and may pose a challenge to US national security. The task force is now looking for novel ways to increase collection of reports and gather more information, adding that additional funding could further the study of the topics laid out in the report. The most recent evidence for UFOs and UAPs came when the US Department of Defense released videos of the UAPs in April 2020. This is known as the Tic Tac video, which I think we've both seen. Mm. It was said to be filmed by the US Navy, and then in a CBS News 60 Minutes episode last month, the two former Navy pilots... Pilots? Pilots. Pilots discussed seeing an object in the Pacific Ocean that appeared to mirror their movements. One pilot described it as a little white tic-tac-looking object. So it could be a drone. Yeah. Uh, Referring to the white oblong mints. And that's exactly what it looked like, except it was travelling very fast and very erratically, and we couldn't anticipate which way it was going to turn or how it was manoeuvring the way that it was, or the propulsion system. Witness and former Navy pilot Alex Dietrich told BBC News. So they just have no idea then? No idea. No idea. But I mean, that must be weird. Like, if you're flying in a plane, and you... Because if you're in a plane, you must have an understanding of how that plane works and what 
propulsion, how propulsion works, yeah. how flight works, to then see something that isn't conforming to the ways yeah. in which you know human technology has developed flight. Yeah. You would be freaked out. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. You definitely think it was weird alien yeah. technology, wouldn't you? Yeah. Ultimately, the main takeaway from the report is that UFOs, or now UAPs, still remain mysterious. I think they have to start acknowledging them, but I think it's scarier if it's technology that other countries have that we have no idea about. Yeah, I, I mean, do. In the current grand scheme of things, yeah. aliens should be on their way yeah. to show up next, shouldn't they? Really? Definitely. I mean, definitely. Been pandemic central. Yeah. So now it's got to be alien invasion up next. Well, we said about them taking a, a little cruise over to the the Earth, the planet yeah. Earth, didn't we? Cruising by and being like, no thanks. <laughs> we'll come back later. Yeah, come back later. I think uh, aliens are definitely on their way. But also, what you said about that, like, it's frightening. Technology is frightening. It is frightening. Is World War Three going to happen? I hope not. I hope not, too. I really don't want to live through that. No. I mean, this has been bad enough. And it's not even been that bad in the World War scheme of things. No. Corona is a piece of piss. Isn't it? Yeah. We're not being bombed. No. We're not frightened for our lives. We're not We're being not drafted to digging go to shelters. War. We're not being drafted. I mean, all we've got to do is stay in. Yeah. Isolate. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. We're on it tonight, aren't we? Safe, you ready for my last one? I am so ready. Is it your last one? I've got two more. I think so. Yes. They're really short, though. Only short. Don't mess with my dog. All right. A 17 year old Southern Californian girl got into a shoving match with a bear. What? To protect her dogs and walked away nearly unscathed. Oh my God. Have you seen the video of this? No. Okay, again. So many videos to show you after this episode. So Hayley Morinoco, or Morinico, I'm going to go for Hayley Morinico, and her mother were gardening in their backyard in Bradbury, California, on Mm. Monday afternoon when a bear and her cubs began walking atop a cinder block wall at one end of the garden. What is a cinder block wall? So cinder blocks are those grey blocks. So like like breeze blocks here? Breeze blocks, yes. Yeah, cinder block is a breeze block. Oh, I think it sounds nice, the cinder block. Yeah. Video of the terrifying encounter shows that the appearance of the family of California black bears on the short wall set off one of Marinico's dogs, which began barking and lunging at them, like basically what lols would do. Like lolly, yeah. And probably Monty. Mama Bear, no, definitely Monty. Mama Bear, in turn, started swatting at the large dog and three small ones that had joined the canine versus ursine confrontation. Oh, my God. The commotion caught Morinoco's attention, and without thinking, she told KTLA News she ran over to defend the family pets. I run to see what they're barking at, and it's not a dog, it's a bear. Shit! She said, I see the bear, it's grabbing my dog Valentina, and I run, I run <laughs> I over there. I love that that dog's called Valentina. Mm, Valentina. Valentina. And I have to run over there, she's a baby. Aww. Moronico said. And the first thing I think to do is push the bear. Push it. Push it off that cinder block wall. It worked. And she does, like, she proper shoves it. Oh, my God. Marinico threw her hands up in the air, pushed the large bear off the wall. (gasps) The cubs, frightened by the loud barking, had already hightailed it away from the scene. And Marinico then scooped up one of the smaller dogs, and she and the pets all ran in the opposite direction. The teen said she is lucky to have walked away with yeah. only a sprained finger and a scraped <sighs> knee. Her advice, don't push bears. 
Do not push bears. Don't do what I did, she said. You might not have the same outcome. No. Oh my God, yeah. that's amazing. 17 years old, she took on a bear and won. Go on you, Moronico. Haley. Haley. You kept calling her Moronico. <laughs> yeah, that's her surname. Oh. Well done you, Haley. Moronico. You're brilliant. Haley Moronico. Haley Moronico bear pusher. Yes. Amazing. Weird weather. Mm. Reverse waterfall. Mm. Sounds like a dodgy sex move to me. (laughs) It does sound like a dodgy sex move. But no, it's just another weird weather phenomenon. (gasps) Tell me about it. As winds reach 70 kilometres per hour, several waterfalls in the Royal National Park near Sydney actually started to be blown backwards, creating reverse waterfalls. Wow. And now we're at the beach. What? For this last segment of the podcast, we're at the beach. Uh, that that was it. That oh was, wow! That's, it. that's amazing. Like, the the winds made the water go backwards. It was so strong. Fabulous. Yeah. Dutch LGBTQ plus penguin drama. Oh no! Yes. Please don't tell me that the LGBT penguins have broken up. <laughs> At Armisfort Deerin Park Zoo, a pair of gay penguins stole an entire batch of eggs to hatch as their own. From a lesbian couple. No. Yes. Oh, God. I mean, why couldn't they have taken them from a straight couple? <laughs> now, first off, I had no idea the penguins had a community and also within that community, an LGBTQ plus community. They I do. didn't realise that. Yeah, they do. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. I think there's a documentary about... Um, like homosexuality in the animal kingdom. Is there? Yeah. I need to watch that. Apparently, the penguins named Tux and Flipper have a prior for egg stealing as they did it in 2019 with a single egg that didn't hatch. Aww. The pair... just want some babies. Yeah, the pair seemed determined to have the family of their own. <sighs> Zookeeper Xander Drost, I mean, he sounds like a dish already, explains that because the eggs were produced by a lesbian couple, they won't have been fertilised and are unlikely to hatch. He does, however, believe that one day a same-sex penguin couple could, in fact, lay an egg that hatches. He says, if we have a penguin couple with a fertilised egg where something happens to prevent them hatching it, like, um, what prevents them hatching it themselves, we could surrender those eggs to a gay couple. Oh, yeah. And then I've put hashtag LGBTQ plus rights for penguins. Oh, <laughs> let's get them for humans first and then penguins can be next. Everyone needs LGBTQ plus rights. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love the penguins. I know. What are they called? Uh, Tux and Flipper. Tux and Flipper. They just want their own little baby. That's so cute. There you go. That's a lovely story to end on. Well it done, you. Very so. nice. Um, for my stories this episode, I'd like to thank Newsweek.com, TheRegister.com, BBC, Indie 100, Space.com and NPR.org. Mm. Sophie can't remember where she read it. <laughs> I can't remember where I read it. <laughs> thank you for listening to episode 66 of Not for the dinner table thank you if you enjoyed this episode then why not check out some of our other episodes such as episode 20 conspiracy fondue chemtrails which i mentioned in one of our stories i'll put the links to those in the show notes if you'd like to help not for the dinner table grow then spread the word and tell a friend and if you'd like to go one further then please leave us a review wherever you found the podcast and rate us five stars yes please 
want more NFTDT in your lives, mm. then follow us on social media. Mm. Twitter and TikTok are at NFTDT. Instagram is not for the dinner. No, Instagram not is not for the underscore, underscore dinner, dinner table. table. And Facebook, just search not for the dinner table. And make sure you say hi. Please. Do you have a strange story, a question, or a topic that you'd like us to cover in Not For The Dinner Table? Then email us on notforthedinnertable at gmail.com. The podcast is written and produced by... Me. And me. Our logo was created by Kaylee, and you can see more of her work on Instagram at kcreatesdesign. Our music was created by the wonderful Chris Scott. And remember, everyone is welcome at our dinner table, except... Richard Branson and Jeffrey Jeff Bezos. Bezos. <laughs> no. No. I feel like we're cutting ties here because if we shit. do get mega famous, they're probably gonna like make us not mega famous. But if we, that's that's the whole reason. But if we are ever become mega famous, we need to have like some kind of celebrity beef. So why not yeah. Branson and Bezos? That, that's it. We've Branson got and it. Bezos sounds like a pickle. BB. Branson and Bezos pickle going to space in massive gherkins. Can I get a cheese in Branson and Bezos uh, sandwich, please? <laughs> space sandwich. Space sandwich. <laughs> Love it. Thanks for bearing with us. We're so glad to be back. Woo! Bye! Bye! Bye. Cheers, you bitch. Stop trying to chuck everything over all the time. I know, I need to fucking stack that mm. glass then. Lovely. The Dinner Table is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.